Hey, Fidelity, can I get a second opinion on stocks in the Fidelity app? With Fidelity, it's easy to get an outside opinion from independent experts in a single score. And then? When you're ready, trade U.S. stocks and ETFs with no commissions. That's right. I am always right. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity account. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Those unrelenting temps now on the move. Yeah, areas that have escaped them now feeling the heat. It is July the 25th. This is today. In the zone, that record-shattering heat wave spreading to major cities across the Midwest and Northeast, while millions face the risk of severe storms and possible tornadoes today. Al has everything we need to know. Breaking overnight, doubling down, Texas Governor Greg Abbott sends a defiant message to the Biden administration after being sued over that floating barrier in the Rio Grande. We will take this lawsuit all the way to the United States Supreme Court. What's next in the high-stakes showdown over border security? Hoax, the Alabama woman at the center of that bizarre disappearance now admits she made it all up. There was no kidnapping. My client did not have any help in this incident. This was a single act done by herself. So could she now face criminal charges? Tragedy on Martha's Vineyard, the Obama's personal chef, dies in a paddleboarding accident near their home. This morning, the investigation and the family's touching tribute. Those stories plus controversial hit. Just days after his music video was pulled off the air, Jason Aldean's song, which many are calling racist, now one of the biggest hits in the United States. Just ahead, the country star's new message about it and the backlash. And catch the fever from the U.S. women's team to Messi Mania, to Ryan Reynolds' Wrexham team taking this country by storm inside the huge summer for soccer in America. Today, Tuesday, July 25th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cuppy, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Well, good morning. Good to see you. Welcome to today. So happy that you're joining us on this Tuesday morning. Soccer is sweeping, man. It it's is. everywhere. It's a turn. moment. I mean, we've yeah. got Messi. We yeah. have the U.S. women's team in the yeah. World Cup going yeah. for the three-peat. I think they play tomorrow. It's going to be good. All right. Let us get started, though, with that same heat affecting a new part of the country. Yes. The heat dome is now headed east, and it's sitting over parts of the Midwest this morning. Some areas are going to see temperatures 20 degrees above average, and that same region could also see severe storms as well. Well today. Yeah, this comes as we are seeing new video of that massive tornado in North Carolina last week, a dash cam capturing the devastation there and it's showing what it's like to be inside an EF3 tornado. Remarkable footage there. In the meantime, let's go overseas. Those wildfires in Greece that have forced thousands of tourists to flee. They are still raging and expected now to spread across the region. We got it all covered, including Al's full forecast. But we start with NBC's Maggie Vespa. She's in Minneapolis, where the temperatures will be in the mid-90s today. Hey, Maggie. Hey, Hoda, good morning. Yeah, bizarre to be talking about here in Minneapolis, obviously a place known often at least for bone-chilling cold. But this week, people are expected to flock to lakeside beaches like this to try and escape those near triple-digit and potentially record-breaking temperatures as that heat wave baking the southwest spreads. 
the relentless heat now affecting even more of the country. Real hot, 100 degrees, triple digits for what, four days? From St. Louis to South Florida. There's nothing you can really do. There's nothing you can do. It's hot. To Arizona, where patients are being hospitalized for severe, even life-threatening third-degree burns caused by contact with the scorching ground. Doctors at the burn center at Valleywise Hospital in Phoenix say they're currently treating two to three times more patients than in a typical summer. Across Europe, hundreds of millions are also suffering through extreme heat, including Greece, where our Josh Letterman reports thousands are fleeing destructive wildfires. The island of Rhodes is a beachside paradise, so imagine the terror as the fire swept through here. Tourists tell me they had just minutes to flee, some still in their bathing suits, walking mile after mile to safety, and this fire is nowhere near out. Back in the U.S., health experts say high temperatures are especially dangerous for pregnant women like Kristen Butts, who recently moved from Buffalo to sweltering Fort Worth, Texas. I literally felt my skin burning, and I'm like, no, this doesn't feel right. But everyone, no matter how fit, can be vulnerable to heat-related illnesses. 24-year-old mountain biker Kai Torres Bronson recently lost his life while helping dehydrated hikers in the desert east of San Diego. His passing, a sober reminder of how quickly extreme heat can become deadly, even if you're young and athletic. And we just heard for the family of that mountain biker this morning. Back here in Minneapolis, temperatures are expected to top out around 97 tomorrow. That's just shy of the daily 100 degree, uh, 100 degree record here in Minneapolis. And of course, amid our climate crisis, more broadly, uh, experts say Earth is on track to experience its hottest July and possibly its hottest single month ever recorded. And they say, as we know, this could get far worse unless humans make a drastic change. Yeah. Hold up. All right, Maggie Vespa for us there in Minneapolis. Maggie, thanks. Let's go to Al. Yeah. He's tracking this expanding heat dome. What is next? Al, good yeah. morning. And, and guys, unfortunately, we don't see much of a break. This dangerous heat that stretches from coast to coast, 80s, 90s, 100s, 285 million of us over the next seven days will have high temperatures above 90 degrees. 50 million will have over the next seven days temperatures above 100s from Kansas, Dodge City, Dodge City, all the way out to Yuma, Arizona, and Fresno. No California. And over the next seven days, 60 million people will see heat indexes above 105 from Florida, the Carolinas on into Texas and Central Plains into the Southwest. Right now, 45, 41 million people are under heat advisories and heat warnings. That heat dome expanding. You can see records possible in Billings today. Denver comes close in Phoenix, Austin down to Tampa, Miami. The temperature, the water temperatures in the Keys yesterday, 100 one degrees. That's bath water. We're talking about bath water temperatures, so the air cannot cool because of that. Again, climate change being a part of that. And then late week, the temperatures spread. Look at this heat. By Friday, Kansas City, 102. Dallas will see triple digits right through into the weekend. Albuquerque, Phoenix, 118 tomorrow. Las Vegas will be in the triple digits tomorrow. Buffalo, a heat index of 88, 93 in Baltimore, 98 in Minneapolis, 103 in Oklahoma. And by the latter part of this week, we're talking 90s in Hartford, D.C., Chicago. But the problem is a lot of humidity. We put in that feels like temperature, triple digits for Omaha, Columbus, Washington, Hartford, Raleigh and Nashville. This is very dangerous. You got to also check on the elderly, your pets, and you've 
got to hydrate and stay out of that midday sun. Yeah. Uh, no activity either early. You either do it early in the day or late, late. at night. All right. Good Absolutely. advice, Al. Okay. All right. Thank you. Let's move now to a new legal showdown tied to the battle over the border. As promised, the Justice Department is now suing the state of Texas and its Republican Governor Greg Abbott over the use of flowing, floating buoys installed on the Rio Grande to uh, deter, deter migrant crossings. NBC's Priscilla Thompson is at the border for us. Hey, Priscilla, good morning. Ahoda, good morning. There is no court date set yet, but this is shaping up to be quite the legal fight. On one hand, you have the Justice Department accusing Texas Governor Greg Abbott of placing this thousand foot long buoy in the water in violation of federal law. On the other hand, you have Governor Abbott defiant, accusing the Biden administration of trying to hamper his efforts to secure the state's border. This morning, the Rio Grande River separating the U.S. and Mexico has become the latest flashpoint in the battle over border security. The Justice Department now suing the state of Texas, demanding the removal of this thousand foot line of buoys designed to prevent migrants from crossing the river. The government alleges Texas installed it without federal authorization. Texas Governor Greg Abbott responding overnight. Texas is defending its sovereignty and its constitutional right to secure the border of our state and our country. This Honduran couple told us they saw the buoys and went around them to cross the border, let through a fence on private property as the eight months pregnant woman was having trouble walking any further. The White House calls the barrier dangerous and unlawful, arguing Abbott is trying to undercut the Biden administration's security efforts. With monthly illegal border crossings now at a two-year low, according to U.S. Customs and Border Protection. The one person that is sowing chaos is Governor Abbott. That's what he continues to do, political stunts in an inhumane way. Earlier Monday, Abbott writing in a letter to President Biden, Texas will see you in court, Mr. President. Hugo Urbina owns a pecan orchard on the river and tells us migrant crossings are frequent. He says he supports some of Abbott's border security efforts, but calls the buoys inhumane and ineffective. It's not really hindering anybody, keeping anybody from crossing. Still, immigration advocates say they fear migrants will drown while attempting to cross the buoys. Republican Congressman Tony Gonzalez represents Eagle Pass. Do you believe the buoys are actually working? It's going to maybe be a deterrent. There has to be more that prevents people from even entering that water. And to give you all a sense, these buoys are about the length of three football fields in one of the most shallow parts of the river. So migrants are having to walk further down and navigate deeper water in order to get across. And then when they reach the embankment, Governor Abbott has set up razor wire all along the embankment that they have to get through in order to actually come ashore. Now, as for what comes next in this legal fight, the Department of Justice has not filed for an emergency injunction, which means for now, the buoys will remain in the water. Hoda. All right. Priscilla Thompson for us there in Texas. Priscilla, thank you. And now to the uh, latest on a possible third indictment facing Donald Trump. It could come as early as today. This one is over the effort to overturn the 2020 election. This is one of four major investigations that surround the former president, including that classified documents case in Florida, charges in New York, state charges stemming from alleged hush money payments, and then other state charges about possible election interference in Georgia. Let's bring NBC's senior legal correspondent, Laura Jarrett, into 
into this. Let's talk about this potential second federal indictment because President Trump reports that he received a target letter, oh, about a week ago from Jack Smith, who's the special counsel investigating, among other things, his Trump's efforts to overturn the election. Target letter in most cases means you're going to get indicted. Yeah. Where does this stand? Right. And it's really just a question of timing. And the issue here is that the grand jury is still hearing from witnesses. And so I think some people at home might be thinking, well, then how could an indictment possibly be on the way if the jury is still hearing from witnesses and getting documents? Feels like he's still investigating. Can he indict while exactly. he's still doing the investigation? And we've seen him do that before. Remember in Florida, that grand jury, the one that's investigating his alleged mishandling of classified documents, that grand jury is still going right now. And people are still receiving target letters. And so it may be the case that the special counsel decides, let me indict now on what I had the evidence for, and then follow up later with other indictments, other charges. That may still happen, but it's just hard to predict right now where we are. But we know it's coming. It's just a matter of when. You can always amend charges later, add charges, change uh, some of the indictment. Do you think timing is an issue here? Do you think that the special prosecutor, Jack Smith, might potentially be saying, signaling, I'm going to indict sooner rather than later because he wants to get the process process going. We noticed down in the documents case in Florida that Donald Trump's lawyers had said, let's move the trial till after the election. They've been, this is part of their legal strategy is to delay. Do you think Jack Smith in this new federal case wants to get this process started sooner rather than later? I think that's certainly possible. The, the Trump legal team's position is the trial shouldn't happen at all. They didn't even want a trial date. Instead, the judge in Florida said, I'm going to give it in May. It's sort of split the baby in that way. But the special counsel knows that he wants to drag this out. And he knows that if he indicts in D.C., the jury pool might be more favorable than in Florida. And certainly the judges in D.C. are very well aware of the facts related to January 6th. Remember, they've heard thousands of cases about that now. And so it might be the case that he wants to indict and then he might still continue investigating, as we just said. This is where some people see the legal strategy running up against a political Mm -hmm. strategy, because these are federal cases, both of these, the one in Miami and then the potential one having to do with the 2020 election. If the president were to be reelected, potentially he could pardon himself. It's not something that's ever been done before. Or he could just order the Justice Department to drop the case. He doesn't even have to pardon himself, right? He's the one who decides who's going to be the next attorney general. And then if that attorney general decides, I'll just throw out the case, it's all gone. And so I think that's the clock that Jack Smith is running up against right now. All right, Laura. Very interesting. Thank you. We'll be watching. Sure. Breaking overnight, a U.S. defense official tells NBC News that a Russian fighter jet damaged a U.S. drone over Syria. The official says the Russian jet flew dangerously close, then deployed its flares directly at the U.S. aircraft, damaging its propeller. The drone did not crash, but was forced to land. The incident comes about two weeks after Russian fighter jets flew too close to several U.S. drones over Syria, setting off flares and forcing the aircraft to take evasive maneuvers. The U.S. military is calling on Russia to put an immediate end to this reckless behavior. 714, we've got Craig back with us. Good morning. Hey, Savannah Hoda, good morning. Good morning to you as well. Let's turn now to a breakthrough in the Carly Russell case. The Alabama woman who said she was kidnapped along a highway, now admitting to police it was all made up. NBC Sam Brock joins us with details on this story that we've been following. Sam, good morning to you. Yeah, Craig, good morning. What was supposed to be a scheduled meeting between Russell's attorney and investigators on Monday, Craig, turned into an email exchange and an admission on Russell's behalf that the entire thing was a lie. The questions right now that remain, Craig, why did she do this and what happened over those two days? This morning, a stunning public confession in the mysterious disappearance of Carly Russell. 
There was no kidnapping. Hoover's police chief reading a statement on Monday provided by Russell's attorney on behalf of the 25-year-old nursing student. My client did not see a baby on the side of the road. My client did not leave the Hoover area, but this was a single act done by herself. For days, the investigation captured national attention, but skepticism quickly grew when police were unable to verify her story. Where do you think she went and how would you characterize what happened here? That's the $100 question. Earlier this month, Russell went missing for just over 48 hours after calling 911 to report a toddler walking alone on the interstate. Hi, I am on Interstate 459, and there is a kid just walking by themselves. In her initial statement to police, Russell claimed that she was abducted by a man with orange hair and a woman who brought her to a home, forced her to undress, and took nude photos of her. Throughout the investigation, police say they found no evidence of an abandoned toddler, also detailing internet searches made by Russell shortly before the incident, including What's the Cost of an Amber Alert, a one-way bus ticket from Birmingham to Nashville, and the 2008 film about an abduction taken. My client apologizes for her actions to this community. We ask for your prayers for Carly as she addresses her issues and attempts to move forward, understanding that she made a mistake in this matter now, no charges have been filed, though police say they are in conversations with the Jefferson County DA's office right now about possible criminal charges. As for Russell's boyfriend, he posted on Facebook about the false narrative, saying he was blindsided by it and the entire family was reacting, Craig, out of love and genuine concern. And they are, quote, disgusted by the entire outcome of the situation. Craig. All right. Sam Brock Forrest there. Sam, thank you. All right. Here we go again in a good way. Another lottery drawing and another massive jackpot. This time it's Mega Millions. The grand prize now stands at a staggering $820 million. This comes, of course, less than a week after somebody bought that winning Powerball ticket in Los Angeles. That one was worth more than a billion dollars. The prize has not been claimed there. By the way, the next Mega Millions drawing is tonight. All right. uh, 17 minutes after the hour, we got Mr. Roker at his post. Hey, Al. Guess what? What? Here are the winning numbers. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to figure out what the order. order. <laughs> uh, severe storms in the mid-Atlantic Northeast later today. Very hot, humid down through the Gulf. Afternoon storms firing up in the plains. We've got record highs through the southwest. Seasonal conditions as you get into northern California. But boy, Los Angeles today going to be a little toasty. Temperature of 92 degrees. And that's your latest weather, guys. Al, thank you so much. Coming up inside the growing controversy over Jason Aldean song and music video. A lot of people say it is racist. What he is now saying about that backlash and the song is climbing the charts. Plus new details on the tragic death of the Obama family's personal chef. What we are learning about the fatal paddle boarding accident near their home in Martha's Vineyard as the Obamas honor their longtime friend. But first, this is today on NBC. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed guys remember alf yes yeah everyone loved alf 7 30 i didn't know it was alien life form that's what yeah. alf stands for yeah monday nights nbc <laughs> yeah huge show well 30 years after the alien from melmac was one of the biggest stars on tv another star is ready to bring him back <gasps> it's coming back you're a big fan well i just think of all of the mediocre shows they've brought back <laughs> why not alf? why not alf? Why not alf? well said craig melvin uh, <laughs> they not be bringing this is fantastic excited? i am so excited oh you've been alf? waiting for alf uh, the, the Ro- cat eating alien yes he's Ro- the wait. best oh. roker is a secret huge alf not secret yeah no, huge no. i don't think a lot of people knew it though oh please. cats well, out how, of the bag how, there it cats is uh-huh. <laughs> okay cat snack uh-huh. i know that's pop star come back for Pop start. You're okay. gonna love. It's for you today. Um, we've got lots to get to mm-hmm. in this half hour. Let's start this morning with the controversy. It's surrounding a song that right now is climbing the charts. We're talking about Jason Aldean's Try That in a Small Town. Despite a still growing backlash, it debuted at number two on the Billboard Hot 100. Morning News Now anchor Joe Fryer is here with more. Hey, Joe. Morning. Hey there. Good morning. So here's the thing. Jason Aldean actually released this song back in May. It was not a mega hit. In fact, it wasn't anywhere on the Billboard Hot 100. But after the video was released, this month, things change. The song ignited a political firestorm that came with lots of criticism and now lots of sales. Billboard saying it is the biggest sales week for a country song in more than a decade. It's a country song that's suddenly skyrocketing up the charts and courting controversy along the way. Jason Aldean's newest single, Try That in a Small Town, debuting at number two on the Billboard Hot 100. There's a wide, wide, enormous amount of interest around this song now that didn't exist two months ago when it was released, and now it's the second biggest song in the country. The track, which Aldine did not write, isn't just getting attention for its lyrics. The music video is sparking outrage because it prominently features a Tennessee courthouse where a black teenager was lynched in 1927 and a race riot took place in 1946. The video features news clips of protests and police confrontations, some of which seemingly happened during Black Lives Matter demonstrations in response to police killing. Days after the video premiered on July 14th, the country music channel CMT banned it. Nine-time Grammy winner Sheryl Crow is part of a growing chorus calling out the song's sentiments, writing in part, There's nothing small-town or American about promoting violence. You should know that better than anyone, having survived a mass shooting. In 2017, Al Dean was performing at the Route 91 Festival in Las Vegas when a gunman opened fire on the crowd. 60 people died, hundreds more were injured. 
Aldean is responding to the backlash about his song, saying there is not a single lyric in the song that references race or points to it, and there isn't a single video clip that isn't real news footage. Aldean also addressed the controversy at a recent concert in Cincinnati. I feel like everybody's entitled to their opinion. You can think, you can, you can think something all you want to, it doesn't mean it's true, right? The country star is getting support from prominent conservatives, including former President Trump, who called Aldine a fantastic guy, and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. It's a great song. We may have to use that the next time we do a public event. CMT confirmed to us the video remains out of its rotation. We reached out to Aldine for further comment. His team referred us to his original statement last week from Twitter. The production company behind that music video says Aldine did not select the filming location at the courthouse and that it was picked only because it's a popular place for productions to shoot in the area. Right before the video was pulled from CMT, it had about 350,000 views on YouTube. It's still on YouTube. YouTube. I checked this morning, 17 million views. Yeah, so it wasn't the song so much as the video when it came out that the controversy started. That's really when it picked and up. And the controversy's okay. yeah. helping the video, yeah. sounds like. Yeah. All right. Thank Thanks, you. Joe. Thanks, Joe. Let's turn now to the tragic death of a close employee of former President Barack Obama. The body of 45-year-old Tafari Campbell, the Obama's longtime personal chef, has been recovered after he drowned while paddleboarding near the family's home on Martha's Vineyard. NBC's Emily Akedas following this in force. Emily, good morning. Good morning to you. This is personal for the Obamas who say they considered Campbell a member of their family. He started out as a White House chef and was asked to continue with the family after the former president left office. Authorities say Mr. and Mrs. Obama were not present at the residence at the time of the accident. This morning, tragedy near former President Obama's vacation home on Martha's Vineyard after the family's longtime personal chef and friend, Tafari Campbell, was found dead 100 feet from shore. For a 40-year-old male, possible drowning. Control to Eggertown Fire Water Rescue Personnel. The grim discovery Monday morning followed an hours-long search and rescue effort involving divers, boats, and helicopters that began the night before. Officials got word an adult male went missing after another paddleboarder saw he had gone into the water, appeared to briefly struggle to stay on the surface, and then submerged and did not resurface. It happened in the Egertown Great Pond with parts eight feet deep. It's on a paddleboard, no life preserver. His last seen wearing all black. They have not had eye contact on him. The 45-year-old who had been visiting the island was married with twin sons, his wife posting that she was, quote, heartbroken yesterday. Campbell had posted videos of himself practicing swimming on social media several years ago. He served as a personal employee of President Obama for years. The pair first met when Campbell worked as a talented sous chef at the White House. In 2015, Campbell was in the kitchen when Savannah spent the day with President Obama at the White House for today. Tafari, you're just making a mess, man. No, you can't. Look at that. I can't get myself together. You're a little nervous. Savannah's making you nervous. In a statement, Mr. and Mrs. Obama say their family is heartbroken by the news, adding, Tafari was a beloved part of our family, creative and passionate about food and its ability to bring people together. We got to know him as a warm, fun, extraordinarily kind person who made all of our lives a little brighter. And as we mentioned, authorities say there was a second paddleboarder on the pond with Campbell who saw him go underwater. It's not clear who that person was. State authorities and Egertown police are leading the investigation. And guys, just a quick but important safety warning. Experts suggest always wearing a life jacket in open waters, regardless of your swimming ability or your age. Just yeah. a tragic story for that Such family. Heartbreaking. Extraordinary person. Yeah.
Thank you. you. Thanks, guys. All right. Coming up, guys, we've got a groundbreaking study revealing more on how and when allergies develop in children. We'll break down everything parents need to know. But first, move over baseball. This is the summer of soccer in the U.S., and Kaylee Hartung is all about it. Yeah, you know it, Savannah. Just as the U.S. women's national team shoots to make World Cup history, the greatest soccer player of his generation has moved from the top leagues in Europe to join Major League Soccer here. Coming up, we will dive into the star power and the Hollywood magic that's fueling passion for the game. Stay with us. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, Kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. All right, we're back. A lot of people maybe aren't so familiar with the offsides rule in get, soccer. I don't get it Most either. Yeah. Guys, it's all changing, though, because from Miami to L.A. and everywhere in between soccer or football, the fever has taken over. Yeah. NBC's Kaylee Hartung. She caught, caught the fever as well. She joins us with that story. Hey, Kaylee. <laughs> Hey guys, good morning. Yeah, for the past decade, the sport known around the world as football has been growing in popularity stateside. Now, it's undeniable that the game is having a moment right now. Just as the U.S. women's national team looks to three-peat in the World Cup, Major League Soccer is showcasing the biggest signing in its history, and some Hollywood magic is fueling a new legion of fans. Football is reaching a fever pitch in America this summer. Over the weekend, fans in Los Angeles wildly cheering on Wrexham AFC, visiting from across the pond for four exhibition matches. The Red Dragons from Wales beating the hometown LA Galaxy 2 4-0, showing why Wrexham has the fastest-growing football fan base in the country. Just three years ago, Wrexham was struggling in obscurity until some Hollywood magic changed their fate. Actors Ryan Reynolds from Deadpool and Rob McElhenney who created and stars in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, joined forces and bought the team for a reported $2.5 million. The underdog's charming in the docuseries Welcome to Wrexham, later earning a big promotion to a higher league. The storyline reminiscent of Ted Lasso's fictional AFC Richmond. It has truly been uh, the greatest privilege and joy of my life. It's exciting and wonderful and beautiful and terrible. And, and I'm riddled with anxiety and also hope and optimism and joy. New fans made of those who knew little about the game and even less about Wrexham, giving a major boost to the team's profile and the local economy, with tourists eager to visit the small Welsh community. It's just been wonderful. It's a one-team town, so it's, in that, it's the heartbeat of the community. So the community's thriving. The football Enthusiasm for the sport in the U.S. reaching new heights with Lionel Messi's Major League Soccer debut for his new team, Inter-Miami. The greatest soccer player in the world living up to the hype. 
scoring Friday night's game-winning goal against Cruz Azul at the 94th minute, sending the star-studded crowd into a frenzy. And now a chance for the U.S. to make history on the global stage, as the women's national team aims for a third consecutive World Cup title. More American fans than ever finding new excitement on the pitch. All right, Kaylee. And adding to this excitement, massive World Cup match for the women tomorrow, right? Yeah, Massive is right. This next game against the Netherlands is big. It's a rematch of the last World Cup final four years ago. The U.S., of course, won that game. And these are still two of the top teams in the tournament, so we could be watching a preview of what's to come there. But, hey, if you can't wait until tomorrow to catch some soccer action, you can watch Lionel Messi playing tonight. Again, for Inter-Miami, he's expected to start and. Judging by last game and his incredible career, yeah. we are surely to see some more of Messi's magic, guys. God, it's so nice that wow. soccer continues it's to have this moment, Very right? Very cool. Love All it. Right. Thanks, Kaylee. Let's go Team USA. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Reminder, you can catch the Women's World Cup uh, and tomorrow night's game on Telemundo and Peacock. All right, 745. Mr. Roker, how about a check of the weather? Hey, guys, besides the heat, we've also got some severe weather to talk about. The plains this afternoon into this evening. And here in the Northeast, we're looking at severe weather, 11 million people. People at risk, wind gusts up up to 60, low tornado risk, so that's good news. Tomorrow, we've got an enhanced risk from Detroit, Fort Wayne, just west of Cleveland for 36 million people, wind gusts of 60 miles per hour, and we are looking for the possibility of more likelihood of tornadoes. And then Thursday, 53 million people at risk, especially here in the Northeast, with wind gusts of 60, tornadoes possible from D.C. all the way to Boston, all along the I-95 corridor. And we're watching this tropical disturbance. It's got a 20% chance of development over the next several days, but the development zone is along the southeastern Atlantic coast, and as we've mentioned, the water temperature is really way above normal, so we're going to be watching that very closely as well. And that's your latest weather. All right, Mr. Roker, thank you, thank you. Might be a good time to think about starting that back-to-school shopping, folks, because some major retailers rolling out the deals, and Vicki Wynn's going to be here to tell us where to find the best bargains. Coming up after this. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com.